Good evening. If you have your Bibles with you, and I hope you do, I ask you to turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3. This is the passage where we read about the qualifications for deacons, what type of man it is that that God has prepared and, and qualified to be a deacon to serve in his church. And as you already have picked up on, this is a little bit different kind of service than what we normally have on a, on a Sunday morning or on a Sunday um, evening. And as we talked about just a few weeks ago, not, not that long ago, when we had an ordination service for Marcus Lehman, let me re- remind you that the pastors here are not ordaining uh, Garth tonight, and the deacons here are not ordaining Garth tonight, but you all are, are, are ordaining Garth tonight. Our church is ordaining Garth tonight to be, um, to be a deacon. And being ordained to serve in, in this way um, is, is a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, if you uh, picked up on it, when Josh read from Acts chapter 6 to begin the service tonight, we see that's exactly what they did. The apostles uh, themselves were wanting to establish this office of deacon in the church, and, and they could have done that on their own, and yet they didn't. It said they called the whole assembly of the disciples together, the whole assembly of the believers at the church there in Jerusalem together, and asked the members of the church uh, to, to choose from among themselves people um, to serve them. And that's what we're doing here, um, here tonight. Garth has taken on some, some new responsibilities tonight, some new obligations uh, tonight. He's going to be responsible to us um, as a church and to us as individuals even in some, in some new ways after tonight. Um, he'll have certain obligations toward us after uh, tonight that he did not have uh, before. And Pastor Josh Green is going to talk about that in a few minutes uh, more directly to, to Garth. But I want to talk to us as a church tonight because Garth is taking on new responsibilities and Garth is taking on new obligations, but we as a church are also taking on new responsibilities toward uh, Garth. And, and, and we're going to have certain obligations toward Garth that we didn't have um, toward him before. And specifically, I want to say that we have uh, three new obligations uh, to, toward Garth. We need to uh, trust Garth, we need to rely on Garth, and we need to support Garth. We need to, as a church, we need to trust him, rely on him, and support him as we do our other deacons. Read me if you would, read with me if you would, First Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 8. It says, deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first, Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. We as a church after tonight are going to be obligated to trust Garth in, a, in some different ways than, than we have before, okay? We just read in, in this passage, and especially in verses 8 and 9, and then again in verses 11 and 12, the qualifications, the type of person um, that God tells his church to appoint as uh, deacons, and, and we as a church have said that, that Garth meets those qualifications. We as a church have testified together 
Um, Garth met with the, with the deacons and others um, in, a, in a council where they were asking questions and examining Garth and his life um, at, a, at a church members meeting here just recently. Uh, the church collectively took the deacon's recommendation and, and agreed to elect uh, Garth as a deacon here. And because of that, we should trust him. We should trust him. We sh- we're responsible to give him the freedom to serve. We're saying that he's met these qualifications listed here. We're ordaining him. We're marking him off as one that God has called to serve his church. And so we should trust him to do so. This means that we should give him uh, the benefit of the doubt if that service looks a little different from the way that we might have done it, right? It means that, uh, that, that we trust that he is who we're saying he is, and so we should see his decisions and see the ways that he uh, chooses to, to serve and the way that he chooses even to lead us in service um, in, in the best light possible. We shouldn't nitpick him and, and, and try to find ways that, that he should have done something differently. We should, we should give him the benefit of the doubt, even if it's different than what we might have done. We're obligated, we have the responsibility as a church to, to trust him, to trust that he is who we have identified him as, and then to watch him as he grows into that position. We should trust him. We also, as a church, are obligated now to rely on Garth in a different way than we have uh, before. Look at, look at verse 10. Verse 10 says, let them also be tested first, and then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Garth and Emily have been around our church, involved in our church now for, for close to four years. They've been members of our church now for, for more than three years. And we've had time to watch them. We've had time to, to see them serve in different ways. We've had uh, times to, to watch them as a, as a married couple and watch the way they interact with the, with the children of our church and the youth of our church and the adults of our church. And we've said that, that, that he meets those qualifications and, and he's passed that test. Paul tells the church there to, to, to test them and, 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 and we've done that. He's proven himself to be reliable and so we now ought to rely on him. We should let him serve. We should look to him to serve. We should let him serve us individually and collectively. I had a good friend one time that was trying to, to, to do something good for me and, and, and I was having a hard time letting him and, and I remember he told me, he said, you're humble enough to serve other people but you're not humble enough to let other people serve you. And as a church and as individuals, we should be humble enough to let our deacon serve us and, and, and to let Garth serve us now. We should rely on him for that purpose. We should let him know when, when we need something. We should call him whenever he's deacon of the week. I don't know if you all are aware, but in our, in our bulletin every week, there's a, there's a deacon of the week listed on the inside. Deacon of the week. This week is Dan Promory. It has his name there. It has his phone number there. Um, and one of these weeks coming up, it'll be Garth's name and have his phone number there. And if we need something throughout the week, if we know of a need throughout the week, then we should be quick to call Garth and let him know of that and ask him to serve us in, in those ways. We should rely on him to serve us. We should call him at other times too, even if he's not the deacon of the week. And, and, and we know of a need where he can uh, help to meet one of our own needs or if we know of someone else in the church that has a need that, that maybe he and the other deacons could could meet, or even if we know someone outside of our church in our community that uh, could use help that he might be able to meet or the other deacons might be able to meet. We should trust him because he is who we have. We, we've identified him as someone that God has called to be a deacon and meets those requirements. We should rely, rely on him now as he uh, begins that, that service. 
And then thirdly, as a, as a church now, we have an obligation to support him. We have an obligation to support God. Garth. Look at verse 13 in that passage in 1 Timothy 3. Verse 13 says, For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Josh is going to talk a little bit more here in a few minutes about what that means for Garth and what it means for him to, to serve well. But one thing I noticed from that passage is if it's possible to serve well, then on the other hand, that means it's also possible to uh, serve badly or not to serve well, right? And so we should, we should support him and we should help him to serve well as, as a deacon. We should try to make it easy for him to serve well. We should be the type of people that it's easy to serve. And we should do that for, for Garth. Individually and as a church collectively both. We should regularly pray for Garth and for other uh, deacons of our church. And that may, might mean different things for different people. It might mean that you pray for all of our deacons every day. It might mean that you pray for, for all of our deacons every week. It might mean that you pray for a specific deacon e each day or each week and it rotates or, or however that looks like in, in your own life. But we as a church should regularly pray for Garth now and for the rest of our deacons. We should also serve with Garth and serve with the rest of our deacons. God has called Garth and, and others to the office of deacon or servant, but that doesn't mean that we're not to be servants as well. God calls all of his people, God calls his entire church to be servants to one another and servants to our uh, community. So we should follow Garth's example as a servant of God for his church. We really are in a, in, in a real way, we're starting a, a new relationship with Garth tonight. And he's starting a, a new relationship with us as as a church. For now on, he's going to relate to us a little bit differently than he has uh, before. He has new responsibilities. He has new obligations, new things that, that, that he'll be in charge of and that he'll be responsible for. But we also are going to relate to him a little bit differently going forward as well. We have new responsibilities toward him. We have new obligations toward him. We should trust him to be the kind of person that God's called him to be and that we're now confirming that he is. We should rely on him uh, to serve the way that God has called him to and that we're setting him apart to do. And we should support him as he serves to the best of his ability through the power of the Holy Spirit working in him. May the Lord Jesus grant that we do that well. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for, for Garth and for his life and for Emily. God, we thank you for the way that, that he has been serving us already. God, we don't, we, we as a church don't, don't pick people out to start serving. We look around and notice people that are already serving. And then we set them apart and, and, and highlight that service and, and ask them to do that in a more formal way. God, we thank you that you've sent Garth to us and Emily as well. God, we thank you that you are fulfilling this need we have um, through Garth. And God, I pray that you would help him to be a good deacon, help him to be a good servant of his Lord Jesus. God, help him to be a good servant of, of our church. And, and God, help him to be a good servant of, of your church universal and those around us in our community. And God, I pray you'd help us as a church to be a good, a good church to him, good servees to him. God, help us to make it easy for him to serve us. Father, help us to, uh, to defer to him on, on, on different acts of service. Help us to, uh, to give him the benefit of the doubt and to see the ways that, that he serves and the things that he does in the, in, in the best possible light, even if it's different than what we might 
have done if we were in the same situation. And God, I pray you'd help us to support him well. Help us to follow him as he leads us in, in service. Father, help us to follow his example as he serves those around us and, and us ourselves. Father, help us to be um, consistent and, and committed to praying for him and the rest of our deacons. And God, I pray just for, for Garth that as he uh, becomes a deacon now and joins the, the others here at our church, I pray that you would um, help that transition to be a smooth one, help him to fit in with the other uh, men that are already here serving. And Father, I pray that you would, uh, through, your, through the power of your Holy Spirit in his life, God, make him, uh, help him to make our deacon body stronger and help him to make our church stronger uh, through his service. And God, I pray you'd help us at the church uh, to make him stronger as a deacon as well. God, we thank you so much for Jesus. God, we thank you that you call people out like this, and we thank you that there's this mutual um, service, this mutual uh, relationship within your church where he serves us and, uh, and, and makes us stronger, and, and, and we also make him stronger through that service as well. God, I pray you'd help us to do that through the power of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.